everyone. Welcome to the Soulful Eclectic. I'm your host, Diana Collins, and I want to welcome you back to our podcast. If this is the first time you're visiting me, welcome. Uh, I want to thank you for taking out your time to sit with me, listen to me, and also hopefully share your feedback with me after this episode. Also, if this is your return visit, I want to thank you for your continued support and uh, encouragement as I move on in this podcast series that I've created. So with that, I want to lead into some healthcare awareness uh, that has been brought to light for me as a healthcare practitioner and also hopefully for the world as we move through um, some difficult times within our nation with the Affordable Care Act, a lot of pieces being rescinded um, due to our current legislation and our current leadership. So, you know, I'm saddened with the death of Chadwick Bosman. It, it brings great um, despair to me on many levels. The first is as a healthcare practitioner at the age of 43, he he really shouldn't have been gone this so soon. Um, and also with the fact that as a inspiring actress, I didn't have a chance to meet him as that was one of my goals. And um, I did have a chance back a couple of years ago when he came to the NAACP conference. I was working um, the conference, so I didn't get a chance to step off a detail to take that chance to meet him. He was there supporting the movie Thurgood. So um, with that, that was a lost opportunity for me, and I'm saddened by that. But, you know, I want everyone to learn something from his passing and that is take care of yourself. Listen to your body. Listen to those warning signs. I know a couple of episodes ago, I talked about knowing your baseline. This falls into that, understanding your baseline, your ideal health, or even your ideal illness, wellness within an illness, because that is such a thing, right? So um, the Black community has a a big healthcare disparity for many reasons. Um, one stemming from socioeconomic uh, ability to afford the healthcare, minimal healthcare, not able to work, um, lack of knowledge and understanding healthcare literacy. So the list goes on. And I just want our community to be aware, as well as the rest of the world, to be aware that, you know, there's things we can do that uh, can help us stay well, right? So we use our knowledge to help us stay woke. How about using that knowledge to help us stay well? So listen to your body is really what it boils down to. There are several signs and symptoms that your body gives off that if you know your baseline, I can't, you can't get away from that. If you know your baseline, you can know when your body is telling you, okay, I'm going through something right now, you need to pay attention. And um, some of the warning signs, just gonna go with colon cancer. We don't get checked, right? We just go through life working, pushing ourselves like a work mule that we were told we were when we were in the slavery times, right? We were work mules. We couldn't feel pain. We don't get sick. We just have to work, 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 right? We're strong. And 
we still have that ingrained within us and we have to change that mentality. Guys, we feel pain, we get sick, we get tired, and we have to listen to our bodies when our bodies are saying, whoa, listen, take a break. I need you to pay attention to me. So I just want to go through some signs and symptoms, some understanding of what colon cancer is and, you know, signs and symptoms of that. So when we look at colon cancer, colon cancer begins in the large intestine, in the colon. And this is all part of our digestive tract. So when we listen to our body, we could have upset stomach. We're not eating as much as we used to. Our bowels, looking at our poop on a daily day basis. I know that sounds crazy. Like I'm not turning around looking at my poop. Yes, you should. Okay. Everyone should look at your bowel movements because it tells you how healthy your body is or not healthy your body is, right? So look at your poop, look at your urine, the color, how, how it's streaming, how frequently you're going to the bathroom, not just for UTI purposes. I'm speaking right now to my men. You checking your frequency of how many times you get up to void, uh, and that's pee, in the nighttime and um, take count of that because that can be a, a prostate issue, right? So these things you have to be mindful of. So when we you know, going back to the colon cancer, it affects, it usually, ideally, older adults is the ones that usually get it. But if you have a history of cancer within your family, um, this is going to take you to talk about your family, talk about family history, right? So if you have a family history of cancer in your family, um, cancer can develop in different places. So have those conversations. So he probably had polyps and and that were forming within the, the colon at some point in time. He probably had some irregular bowel movements, some problems with his eating. Um, he, you know, just abdominal pain, distension, some fatigue, some unexplained weight loss. I know I heard the media talking about his weight loss and that... Oh my gosh, it hurt me so much because it's like, guys, you don't ask the why. You just make assumptions that he's strung out and, you know, he's got this going on. This No, sometimes it's just the fact that, you know, maybe someone is sick and, I, you know, looking at him in those videos and I'm like, God, he was going through so much. You see the pain in his eyes. I felt the pain in his eyes and the sickness that he was feeling. And it's like, I was distort, distraught by the words that people were saying about him. Um, but that's just the negativity of our world, right? They, they're always quick to think the worst and, and forget about the best, right? And for me, the worst is what ended up happening, that he was definitely ill and and passing. So, you know, when we look at colon cancer, I, I talk about genetics and talk about taking a good family history because sometimes it, it falls aligned with that, right? So sometimes in healthy cells can develop and it, it can grow and grow cancerous. And sometimes it is related to either family history, it can be related to the environment where we're living. 
I know that if you live near power plants and things like that, you have a higher uh, possibility of developing different types of cancers and then having it what we call metastasized, which means spread throughout the body if left untreated. Uh, so it's, it's just those things that we can look into and check and get it checked, get it checked. And unfortunately, African-Americans have a greater risk of colon cancer than most of the other races. So we have to take that under consideration as well. My father has has had colon cancer and, you know, thank God he caught it early enough and got treatment and things like that. But because of me knowing that he had colon cancer, I have to go in much sooner than I was expected to, to get, keep an eye on my colon. So when I turned 30, I was at the doctor getting my colon checked. And then every six, every um, five years thereafter, it, unless there's a problem, right? And then my mom has thyroid, had thyroid cancer. So I have to get my thyroid checked frequently and, and check that out. My aunt, my, my mom's sister had breast cancer. So here I am at 27 having to go get breast exams. My children at 27 should start getting their breast exams, right? So it's these things that having those initial conversations within our family is what's important. And as a community, we don't talk to each other about our health. It's a big secret, and I don't understand why. And we need to change that. And if we plan to have some continued longevity in this world, we need to change that. There are some inherited syndromes that can cause colon cancer and um, the risk of gen uh, genetic mutation and things like that. So we have to look into that. And, and it starts with having those conversations with one another. Sit down and say, Mom, how did Aunt Jenny die? Mom, how did Grandpa die? How You have to have these conversations, guys. And our generation is horrible, horrible at it. We don't talk to each other unless it's to speak ill about one another or someone else, right? So, you know, with the family history, we have to check that. Uh, we have to check our diet. Diet is huge. We should have a low fiber, high fat diet, uh, excuse me, a low fat, a low fiber, high fat diet increases those chances of developing colon cancer. Colon cancer, rectal cancer um, are associated with our diet. So look at what you're eating and how much fat you're eating and the calories you're eating and, you know, change that eating a lot of red meat. Oh my goodness. That is huge, huge. Red meat is hardest for our bodies to digest and it stays with us much longer than, um, we, we want to, right? It takes about 12 hours to digest a piece of meat. So, uh, with that, we have to look at that health history, diabetes with diabetes or, um, Type 2 diabetes, which is uh, due to medication and, and health and, um, excuse me, not medication. It's due to cardiovascular disease, poor diet, and uh, poor health maintenance. 
or you can have type 1, which is insulin resistant, uh, can also put you at greater risk of colon cancer and, of course, that obesity. I can't get away from that uh, health, weight, maintenance, diet, all those things, smoking, uh, smoking. It's not only it puts you at risk for uh, lung cancer, but also can put you at risk for other cancers like colon cancer. Alcohol abuse, alcohol abuse um, can also be a great risk for colon cancer. And for us in the African-American, Black of African descent community, we have liquor stores on every corner. I'm, you know, especially growing up in Brooklyn, every corner had a liquor store. So, and every corner had a bodega that was selling cigarettes. All of those things play a part in that. Uh, and then, you know, again, we go back to where you live and um, living next to what you call it. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Living next to power plants and factories also puts you at greater risk because the waste that they put out, the, the air and the particles in the air uh, are chemical filled for the most part. So, you know, it's, it's just... I, I, I need us to be educated. I need us to be aware. Go to the doctor, get those yearly physicals, get your lab work. Our men, get your prostate checked. Uh, you know, uh, I know it's uncomfortable. A digital rectal exam once a year, once every six months can save your life, right? Just, just, Go out and do it. When you turn 50, get that colonoscopy. Even if you have signs and symptoms, pay attention to your bowel habits, your voiding habits, your urine habits. That's what voiding is, your urine habits, your bowel habits. Change your lifestyle. If you have a sedentary lifestyle, get up, walk, 30 minutes. You don't start off with five minutes if you. this is the first time you're walking. Just get up and start making that change. Look at your diet. I, I don't try to change people's diets really fast because that is um, that sets you up for failure. So slowly start cutting down how big of a plate you're eating. Incorporate more snacks in your day, fruits and vegetables, nuts and grains, those kinds of things. High fiber, low fat. So your fiber should be bigger on your plate than your meat portions, your fat portions. So it, it's just being aware, being knowledgeable and being aware. And a lot of it is that we don't have the finances, the food that's healthy for us costs so much and we can't afford it. But there are food banks that give out fr uh, fruits and vegetables that are free. You can find those. You can also start growing them in the backyard. You can barter between someone who does grow. Share. It's, it's always something. And there's a way around it, honestly. And if you need suggestions, if you need uh, help, just send me a message, email me, uh, I'm on the face on my Facebook page, send me an email on my Instagram page, whatever. I need our community to stand up and advocate for themselves and be knowledgeable about their health care and just share their knowledge, share their wellness so that we can have longevity in this world and 
hopefully through this, we can help decrease that healthcare disparity that currently exists within our community. Teach one, learn one, teach one. That's it. You learn, teach someone else, let that one that you taught learn what you taught and teach it to someone else. Pay it forward, guys. But at 43, stage four, what was missing? What what didn't what what part of his body didn't he be alert to? We get so busy and you know, giving and giving and giving to others, we forget to do our own self-care, right? Our own self-care. I don't call it selfish, it's self-care and being aware, being aware of your body, being aware of surrounding your surroundings. Health is mind, body, and soul. And if you can't take care, if one part of that is missing, it is, it's amazing how quickly it all falls to pieces from that point on. All right. So with that, there's preventative screening that everyone could do. Um, it starts around 50 unless you have signs and symptoms of bowel irregularity and we what the practitioner does is is a colon scanner cancer screen which is a called a colonoscopy and i'm going to tell you the colonoscopy prep is not fun um had it done quite a few times and it's it's not but it's vital to maintaining and saving your life all right so if they find polyps Within your colon, they biopsy them, they take a little piece, and they put them under the microscope to see if there are cancer cells there. And if there aren't, they have you come back in five years. It, it's, it's a moment in time in your life that can save your life, right? And then there's no blood test that you can go in and take. So I know everybody's like, well, can I go take a blood test? That's a little easier. No, there's no blood test that's going to be able to determine whether or not uh, you have the, uh, you're predisposed to colon cancer. So, um, you know, it, yeah, we just need to take care of ourselves and take care of each other. That's, that's a big thing too, right? Ask those questions to our parents, mom and dad, how are you doing? How's your health? How's your blood pressure? Right? How's your heart? How's your diet? Do you need anything? To one another, ask those same questions. You know, just like raising the kids, it takes a village. Sometimes it takes a village to stay healthy. It takes a village to keep keep moving, right? And it begins with us. Also increasing our healthcare literacy. Having knowledge is power. And I don't want to sound like the schoolhouse rock. Knowledge is power. But it is. It is so true. The more we know, the more we arm ourselves with when we go into the doctor's office, the better prepared we are as a teammate in our healthcare because you are part of the healthcare team. You are the patient. You are the individual that is seeking healthcare. So you are the head team member. And as a participant of that team, you have to have knowledge of not only your baseline, but of your medications, of the family that's in your corner, your healthcare proxy, living wills, 
You have to be knowledgeable about your insurance, what's covered, what's not covered, what meds are covered, what meds are not covered. You have to be knowledgeable about um, disease processes that you currently have or can help prevent. You, ha you have to know, you have to be in the know. And it starts by increasing your healthcare literacy. And that's just as easy as going in and talking to your practitioner. Ask questions. I tell my patients all the time, you should go to the doctors with a list of your meds, if not the bag of your meds, including your over-the-counter medication. You should go in with a little notebook or a notepad with a pen with a list of questions that you have and you ask those questions because that is your time with that practitioner to get those questions answered and get your needs met. Okay, that's what it's all about. And now they have the healthcare portal, makes life easy. You can draft it all in the email and ship it over. If you are unable to do these things, appoint someone in your family that you love and trust and that knows you, or maybe not even in your family. Some of us don't have family members that we are that close with, but we have a close friend. Have that friend, have that conversation, say, hey, can you be my healthcare proxy? In the event that I am not able to speak on my own behalf without about my healthcare, would you be willing to take that on for me? to make sure that I get what I need and, you know, and just build that healthcare awareness, build that healthcare knowledge. And honestly, if you need help in that avenue, I am here. This is what my podcast is about, increasing the knowledge within our communities to close that healthcare disparity gap. So email me, go to my page, post a question, anything, I will answer you. And there's nothing too far-fetched uh, because that's my job. I'm a healthcare practitioner. I'm a nurse practitioner. I'm, I'm a nurse educator. That's what I do. So, all right. So that was my uh, soapbox for the day because it has been on my heavy on my soul. And I thought, you know what, just go ahead and talk about it. So there you are. I've talked about it. So um, with that, I can go on and on and on, but I'm going to close it out there and just say thank you for joining me. Thank you for being a part of the Soulful Eclectic family. If you have not already, send me an email. My email address is dc, that's Delta Charlie, at thesoulfuleclectic.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Soulful Eclectic DC. You can find me on Instagram, the.soulfuleclectic, and soon my website will be up. And also, you can find the podcast on Spotify and rss.com, and also um, we're working on, again, iHeart and Apple, so we're just waiting for them to give us the okay. All right, so thank you so much. I love you guys. Thank you again for being a part of the Soulful Eclectic family, and I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you.